Welcome to the Bookkeeper's Voice, an informative and entertaining podcast for bookkeepers who love small business. Each week, Amy Hook explores new ideas and shares real-life stories along with inspiring guests from both inside and outside the bookkeeping industry. Every episode will leave you with a fresh perspective along with industry-specific tips and insights to help your business and your clients' businesses thrive. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of The Bookkeeper's Voice. My name is Angie, and I am here with Maya today. Hi, Maya. Hello. Hello. It's been amazing. We have been hashtag team savvy for the last like two months, three months now. I've been really enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it must be so nice to not have to talk to yourself on the podcast every day. Very great. I got very lonely there for a while. <laughs> Plus, I think people just got tired of listening to my voice. I would. <laughs> Same voice every single time. I also think it's nice to listen to two people having a conversation rather than one person having a monologue. Yeah. And because like monologues quite often too can be turning very easily turned into almost like just crazy rants. there's no one there to keep you in check yeah especially when it was like something that like when I did the social media series where I'm so passionate about and I just go down and it's like the domino effect and then I go oh wait I don't need to be talking about this right now calm down (laughs) it's very easy to happen but um, as most of you guys know we are part of the team well a large part of the team that make up Team Savvy. And we love coming and speaking with you guys every week to discuss different ways that we love helping uh, bookkeepers and just creating a bit of a community with you guys and um, supporting one another in the world of bookkeeping. So lately we have been doing a onboarding series with the bookkeeper's voice and this is going to be the last episode in that series so I hope everyone has been able to learn a lot about onboarding we've basically chatted through what onboarding client onboarding is why it's important what's included in creating a onboarding workflow and then last episode we broke down all of the different templates that we use off the hook to make our lives easier to try and help you make your life easier which is pretty exciting it was a very big tech talk process talk template talk episode last week so much talk it was great i loved it i love going through different ways of streamlining businesses to make Mm. it easier for me to actually run a business so hopefully everyone else enjoyed that Now, what we want to do to help finish off this whole process is giving you our top 10 savvy tips that we use and want to share with you to creating better relationships with your bookkeeping clients throughout the actual onboarding process. So it can begin right away, basically. So our tip number one is personalize the experience this one I feel like should be pretty self-explanatory but I know when we're in the process of just needing to get all the information done 
you can kind of forget to personalize it, um, especially when you're using templates. But there are ways of having, you know, base inserts where you put the biz business's name, the client's name in there to make it as personalized as possible. Um, just to make them feel like they've made the right decision in choosing you as a bookkeeper and help them really create that trusting experience right off the bat. Um, the more you personalize it, the more comfortable they're going to actually feel. Um, I know that's with us with Savvy and us with Off the Hook. It's definitely makes the experience difference for our clients, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah. It lets them know that we care about them and that, you know, we're talking to them specifically and not just robot voice. Yes. It makes a big difference. So definitely number one, personalize the experience as much as you can while also automating the experience. Number two, tip two is Think about the long term. When you get a new client, you're not wanting a client, the client for just one best mm. statement or one year. You want this client for a long term relationship. It's a lot of effort to onboard new clients and find new clients. You want to keep yes. them. Yes, exactly. And the more that you can actually connect with the clients, the longer they're going to have they're going to stay with you. Like, I think there's one client that Amy has that she's had for something like almost like 15, 20 years. I think she's told me like she's, they were like one of her first clients she ever had when she started to do bookkeeping. She used to work mm. with them originally as well. So I think it actually spans almost wow, like 15, 20 time. years. It's impressive. Um, Some of our, our clients have clients yes. from that long as well. Yeah. So it's, you know, you always want to think about making sure that your onboarding process creates that feeling that you're welcoming them into your bookkeeping family almost because you want them there for the long term. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you change your perspective to reminding yourself it's for the long term, that's when you can prioritize making sure that those welcome emails and onboarding is a bit more refined because you don't have to do it as often <laughs> that makes sense yeah yes you want them for the long term you want them for like basically as long as you're in business or they're in business that's yep. the goal tip three is educating the client now you did this really well, Maya, in the last episode when you were breaking down what exactly is in our onboarding startup guide and how we have the specific sections on educating them on what they can expect from us and mm. what we can expect from them and really breaking down what each person's responsibilities are. Yeah. It, yeah, it's a really important section in onboarding your clients because then immediately they have a base of what to expect. Mm. So we have that as the, that's the working relationships mm -hmm. part of the proposal mm -hmm. uh, template. And then in the, so that's like before they even sign up to become mm -hmm. a client, they 
know they like what their like what your expectations of them are and what their expectations of you are um and then once they do sign on to become a client um the getting started guide again says a little bit about like how you run your business like what your values are and then it also lets them know like who to contact in your team about different issues like billing issues versus your bookkeeping stuff like who they should be contacting yeah it makes a really big difference and it just makes it very clear for them to understand again who they talk to for what thing and mm -hmm. what is expected on both sides to yeah. help minimize those clients that end up being a bit hard to deal with basically which is very important <laughs> um tip four is they are the client you are the bookkeeper remember that you are not there i just this is it's this is such an important topic i just i almost put it in as the number one everyone needs to understand the role in a bookkeeping relationship quite often bookkeepers say to me that their clients think that they can be on their back and call 24 seven all the time. And this is sadly typically done because the boundaries aren't set right off the bat. They need to be set in the onboarding process. So just like how tip number three was educating them, you need to make sure that they understand that you are not an employee of theirs. You are their bookkeeper. There is a difference. Mm -hmm. yeah. And yeah, in, in the getting started guide, I mentioned last week, there is a section to put your business hours. Yes. And you should stick to those. Even if you do actually do work outside they don't of need business to know hours, that. that's fine. That, yeah. You do whatever you want, but don't be responding to your clients outside of the time that you want to be responding to your clients. Because otherwise, you create expectations that in the long run are going to lead you to burnout. Yes. And, you know, there is these great things that you can send. You can schedule your emails to go out. I'm really guilty for this. Um, quite, I don't do it for Savvy. I do it for the other businesses I support outside of Savvy where because i don't get to those emails until what well, i'm gonna have an honest moment here till like 5 p.m 8 p.m some days i schedule for all of my replies to go out the next day at 8 a.m and it's also it's a twofold i do that for me so that they don't know that i'm working that late because that is my boundary i am not contactable after like at that time of night Mm -hmm. Two, I also don't expect them to read the email that I am working on late because that's my work schedule. That doesn't mean it's their work schedule. I respect the fact that they have work hours too. So mm -hmm. it's a twofold. So you really need to make sure that you make it clear that you are their bookkeeper and they are your client. They are not your employer. They are not your boss. You guys have guidelines keep to your boundaries it'll save a lot of stress i promise to be honest even savvy does it we have boundaries but we're just really nice and lovely about it <laughs> yeah yeah 
Tip five is keep an updated contact record. Top tip within this tip is don't make your clients repeat themselves. This is annoying for everyone. Everyone hates having to repeat themselves. And especially in bookkeeping, there is so much information you need from clients. You need to keep a record of communication mm -hmm. you have with your clients. Whether or not you have a CRM, which is a client relationship management system, or if you have an Excel or use Airtable or whatever you use, you need to keep an updated contact information and just updated record of your clients. Um, it will help a lot of the back and forth process. It will make sure mistakes aren't made. And yeah, it just makes it so that your clients don't have to repeat themselves about things that have already told you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you come off much more organized and they think yeah. that you care so much about them that even like things about like how many kids there are, how they have or their kids' names or things like that. It's those little things that make that relationship stronger. Hmm. So then like before you call them or before you have a meeting it. with them, you can check all the yeah. info that you have and be like, oh yeah, that's right. That's what we talked about last time. Yeah. Add a little note about, you know, that they said they were going on a holiday or something. And Yeah, I do yeah. it all the time. And that's simply because I have so much in my mind all the time. I can't mm -hmm. guarantee what I think I'm remembering about a client is actually attached to the right client. And you, you don't need to actually remember all of it. You just have to like read a summary of it later to jog your memory. And then you're like, oh yeah, now I know. Yeah, I 100% remember that conversation now. You don't have to hold it in your mind for the next six months and hope that you remember the next time you speak yeah. to them. You're, that's, um, if you do that, you're asking your brain to do way too much. Yeah, whatever you can do to minimize this, the, the amount that you need to store in your brain, do whatever you can to minimize that. Um, the other thing that we have for this is the initial contact form, mm. initial, consult, initial consult form slash new client form. Yeah. We have them together as like a bulk, um, a bulk template that is in Airtable. And it's, there's two different forms and they both feed into the same mm. table in Airtable. And this is a really great way for you to make sure that you're only asking them certain details once and then having it recorded. Uh, I believe in the initial template when you first copy it to your own Airtable account, it will have some duplicates in the forms, but it's up to you to go in and decide what you actually want to have in the initial consult form and what you want to have in the new client form mm -hmm. so that um you know they're separated and you're not asking for the same information twice yeah it's just really handy like just keep it written down somewhere in mm -hmm. some form um and remember remind remember where you've written it down i know <laughs> that's like please a write it issue. down in the same place yes write it down in the same place and make sure you remember to check it it yeah. just it creates a much nicer relationship with your clients. And again, it makes them feel a lot more valued and important. And it's, again, it's something so easy to do that can make such mm -hmm. a big difference. 
Tip number six is make a smooth handover. So this is for bookkeeping businesses that have teams. And this is something that is super important and something we've been specifically looking at off the hook ourselves lately as well as the business is growing. If you have different team members on different aspects of the business, you need to make sure that there are detailed records of your communications, different ways of streamlining instructions, and making sure that the client is informed on who exactly they need to speak to while also explaining the next step. All of this can basically be done by tip number five, keeping updated records and having a, that streamlined startup guide that Maya spoke about last the onboarding um, episode. Process. Yeah. Cause in that it tells you exactly who does what in the team, how to contact them, what the next step is. And it's all streamlined because it's all in one document and it's a whole process all done. Makes it a very smooth handover. So everyone knows where to go to, to get more information about the client and everything is easy as possible for your clients and your employees. Yeah, that's what we want. Yes. Cause you, you don't want it's let's say if you have a designated salesperson, to have the sale, yep, awesome. And then the bookkeeper get it and go, what, what, what? Who is this person? But, yeah, what, what's happening? What's happening now? What, what, what kind of client is this? What do they do? What's, what, what, what? What do I need to do for them? Yes, you don't want that. You want it to be a smooth handover for everyone to again, reduce the stress, make the process easier so that you can get those clients more and more and more without adding too much work to the actual workload. So that's a very important step if you have teams. Tip number seven is let your client know the next step. Most clients, again, I've said this, I think almost a hundred times, they don't know what bookkeeping is. So obviously they don't know what the next step is. You need to teach it to them. You need to walk them through. Think of it as you are about to buy a house. Awesome. I just personally went through this process and thankfully my partner knew the process, but I had no idea on the process of buying a house. I knew like you went out, you do your house viewings, you make an offer didn't know how to make an offer, like what was involved in that process or what was the process anywhere after that. And the real estate agent that we went with um, didn't really explain the process at all. So thankfully my partner used to be a real estate agent and he knew the process, but I was sitting there just going, okay, super stressed out being like, what's the next step? What's, what, what do we do now? What do they need from us? What do we need from them? Mm. What's going on? You need to let your client know the next step because like buying a house, not everyone knows the process. Is that a good analogy? Yeah, I think yeah? so. Okay. When I was writing that, I was like, Oh, I feel like that will be a good one. <laughs> um, Cause yeah, everyone has questions. The more you let them know what the next step is, which also is 
100% involved in your onboarding process, or it should be, it makes it easy for you and them. And some people won't need it. Some people will know what's going on. Mm. Um, but I think it's, it's really important uh, just to keep in mind the fact that just because something's second nature to you doesn't mean anybody else is going to understand it. Just like sometimes when I'm talking to Maya so like you, about you've worked process. with all these different people doing yeah. the same thing. Yeah, everyone has different knowledge bases. So it's also nice for those of people who do know the process and the next step to get that reminder and just being like, so this is what we're doing next. Because everyone does it differently. Yeah. So tip number eight, client onboarding takes time. Don't rush the experience. You want to make sure the experience is again, long-term. It creates a long-term relationship and you have a ongoing check to make sure that you are nurturing a successful client relationship. So what I mean by that is implementing those follow-ups that every single month or every other month or however, whenever you need something from a client, basically, you have those automated emails asking them for that information, checking in on them. In those emails, be like, hey, how are you going? How's the business going? If they don't reply, then they don't reply, but you're reaching out. And then doing the review after, the review um, email template after the six months, to actually get reviews on how the process is going. That way the clients know that you care about their experience and you care about how it's going for them to then you can take their feedback and help for future lead generation and onboarding opportunities. So this takes time. Don't rush it. Don't think that as soon as everything's immediately signed off, you're done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The relationship building continually happens. Yeah, it definitely does. It does. And it's, it's, it's necessary to remember that because again, it, these are long-term relationships. So you don't do a really great job onboarding them for a month and then just kind of forget about them for three years and expect them to be happy. Yeah. It's yeah. like with, it's like relationships with anybody. You yeah. just sort of meet them and then chat a bit and then never speak to them again, but expect to like, unless you want something be, from them. Yeah. Nobody yeah, wants exactly. relationships when someone's only talking to you because they want something from you. <laughs> Remember that when you're always just requesting something from your client and never asking even just how their day has been. Yeah. Hot tip right there. Yeah. Even if you just write the email about what you need, and then before you send it, go back to the start of the email and put in something nice. Before I always it. do that. I always yeah, actually too. make a point of being like, hey, how you going? Hope your week's been going well. Mm -hmm. Hope the week has started out well. I do that because I would want that mm -hmm. personally. I might yeah. actually reply, but it's a nice way instead of just going in, hey, I want this from you. Can you please send yeah. it? It's a much nicer way of doing things. Yeah. Tip number nine is repeat yourself frequently. 
I do this all the time. I don't know if anyone's noticed in these podcasts, but there's certain things I repeat consistently. And it's on purpose. I do. And it's on purpose. It is definitely on purpose. It helps reiterate your client, the client expectations of what you are expecting for them so that they can have realistic expectations that are aligned with your, um, like your bookkeeping experience. Mm -hmm. It just makes things really clear. And especially if you repeat yourself at the beginning of the relationship, it will be understood very clearly and very solidified. Yes. And in a positive way as well. So if you let them contact you or call you at 8 PM for the first three months, and then you start telling them after the first three months that you you can't do that anymore. It's going to leave a sour taste in the mouth. Mm -hmm. If you start telling them your work hours and your availability right off the start of the relationship and then consistently remind them, Mm-hmm. there's no problem with that yeah then if they call you at eight o'clock at night in the first week you can say hey sorry i don't remember i don't do time. this yes it just creates a really good relationship with them where everyone understands what you can and can't do and everyone has the right expectations yes tip number 10 again Be clear about your expectations. As you can tell, most of these tips are all about your expectations (laughs) because I think that is typically the biggest issue with onboarding processes and biggest issues that turn into bad relationships with bookkeepers is that you're not clear right at the beginning of what both parties should be expecting. So I really went hard on expectations in this. Sorry, guys. Um, This one is just making it really clear what you're doing for them, like what your scope of your bookkeeping is. That way you don't get scope creep where a client is just like, oh, yeah, could could you do this for me as well And, and, and do this for me as well? It's like, well, no, this is what you've hired me to do. This is what I'm doing. If you want me to do that, then I will send you an engagement letter to include that in your services. Mm-hmm. Scope creep exactly how we do it. Yes. And it, yeah, it's exactly what we do at Off the Hook and at Savvy. Oh, you want us to also do this other thing? Okay, here's a proposal, sign your new quote. Yes. And it just really makes sure that they understand that's also the process mm-hmm. as well and that they know they can do that. All of Amy's clients at Off The Hook are aware that if they need more support from us, they can get it. They just need to ask, sign the proposal, and it is done. That way, they feel more in control with their own bookkeeping relationship, and they feel comfortable coming to us if they're still being stressed out about something. Yeah, Yeah, it really creates a level of commitment and communication with the working relationship. And it just helps you really cement that your new client is your ideal client and they are going to stay your ideal client. 
because sometimes, you know, you might like a client, so you might let them get away with something once and then, oh, well, you know, they're just so wonderful to work with. So you let them get away with it twice and then, oh no, they just expect it now. And then you end up doing so much extra work for yeah. them that you don't get paid to do. Yeah. And then you start and, and hating then it, and to then, deal with them. Yeah. It's, it sours the relationship because you no longer enjoy working for them because you've created this expectation for them that mm. they can ask you to do whatever they want. Yeah. So being clear with what your values are, what your services are, what you're expecting from them and their relationship at the very beginning in your onboarding goes a really long way and makes sure that, you know, the whole purpose of having your own bookkeeping keeping business is that you work with people you want to work with and that you're happy coming to work every day. By communicating your expectations and making them clear, that will be done. Basically, that's yeah. the main tip of this whole episode is communication, really. Communicate exactly what you're expecting and your clients will understand and they will work within that as long as you make it really easy for them to do so. Because no client starts a relationship going, I'm going to be a nightmare client for this bookkeeper. <laughs> that is my goal right now. They want a good relationship too. So because you do this all the time, help guide them into creating that good relationship. Yes. So I hope that helps with understanding how to do a successful onboarding process. Um, so you can build strong and long lasting relationships. Um, mm -hmm. We haven't talked about too many like actual external links in this episode, but we have mentioned past episodes that we've done. So we'll do those links for you so that if you haven't listened to all of them, you can go back and listen to them and find out exactly what, we're talking about <laughs> in this episode. But um, as always, you guys, thank you so much for listening to us. Um, any feedback you have, please let us know. We love hearing from you. And, um, you know, just you guys are all amazing. And I hope you have fun streamlining and perfecting your onboarding processes. Yes. No. Awesome. Yeah. All right, everybody. Stay safe, stay sane, and stay savvy. Thank you for listening to The Bookkeeper's Voice. We'll be back next week, so subscribe to future episode notifications. Do you want to be more efficient? Get instant access to our free template of the month. Visit thesavvybookkeeper.com.au slash freebie. Would you love to connect with other savvy bookkeepers to get support and ideas? Join the Savvy Bookkeeper Facebook group. Do you need help with pricing, marketing, web design or business planning? Visit thesavvybookkeeper.com.au to see our services. Until next time, stay savvy.